All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, just like the Oilers, I'm not good at starting on time for things that happen in the afternoon. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Monday, it's a new week of the show coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. Yes, we're going to talk about the road trip. Tonight's game against the Capitals. Ryan Holt's going to stop by. He's the Bakersfield Condors play-by-play voice. We'll have the full Short Ford Giant pregame show. But sadly, the lead today needs to be that debacle on Saturday. Let's get into it. That was ugly, 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 ugly. I, ah, there's just so many things went wrong with that. I'm irritated about so many things that happened in that hockey game tonight. Um, maybe I'm also a little bit irritated that my Buffalo Bills lost too, but that's a, that's a conversation for another part of this show. Uh, the Oilers just absolutely laying an egg to wrap up the homestand at Rogers Place, losing 6-2 to the Dallas Stars. The, okay, before I'm going to get into the goaltending conversation, we're going to do that. We got to do that. But I don't want this to be a, it was Jack Campbell's fault they lost. It was not Jack Campbell's fault they lost. That game would have been closer, but they still would have lost. The entire team played poor. There was poor discipline. They couldn't stay out of the box. We said they had to stay out of the box. That was one of the short four giant keys to the game Saturday afternoon. And... uh 
yeah, I just, no one showed up in that hockey game. It's inexcusable. This team was bad basically from the get-go, and they cannot continue to make a habit out of not showing up for these matinees. They have seven more this season. One in every 10 games for the rest of the year, at least, is a matinee for the Oilers. They cannot keep not showing up for these matinee hockey games. Okay, we got that out of the way. The entire team was not that good. On the other side of things, let's have the goaltending conversation. I said Friday on Oilers Nation Radio, I said Saturday on this show, you shouldn't start Jack Campbell. Go with Skinner. Dallas is a damn good hockey team. Stuart Skinner has a 944 save percentage. You don't know how long that's going to hold up for, so ride Stuart Skinner while you can. Keep going to the hot hand if a hot hand's available for you. And they didn't. And now here's sort of the domino effect of everything that's happened. You start Campbell on home ice against Rodgers. He gets lit up. Now his confidence is even more shot because you put him back out there on home ice against a damn good hockey team, and they got to him. He gave up some questionable goals. Team in front of him wasn't good. Regardless, his confidence is shot. The guy's sitting here facing the media calling his own play pathetic. And this is a guy who had confidence issues going back to Toronto. That was a big part of the, his story last season is between the ears kind of thing. He got rattled a lot. So now you put him in Saturday when you probably should have gone with Stuart Skinner. Campbell gets lit up. Confidence at an all-time low. You can't go back to him in back-to-back -back games after he gave up six to Dallas. So now you get a team in Washington on Monday who's awful offensively. Goals four per game. They're 28th in the NHL. Five on five shots, four percentage. 26 in the NHL. They cannot score. They're banged up. One of the worst offensive teams in the NHL. Instead of giving Campbell a bit of a fresh slate on a road trip on a Monday against Washington who can't score, a really good chance to get his confidence back, you're now forced to go back to Stuart Skinner for this game. Washington starting their backup. Charlie Lindgren's getting the start. You could have had Campbell in this game, and it's a great chance for him to win a hockey game and build up some good momentum. Get things back on track. You didn't do that. And now Skinner's going to start tonight. That's confirmed from Stephen Wino. Dailyfaceoff.com has him green. He's starting. And when's Campbell's next start? Tomorrow against a Tampa Bay team that just scored five goals on Saturday against Buffalo. Back-to-backs on the road. When the group in front of him is probably going to be a little tired. So why aren't you setting up this guy? He's your $5 million goalie. So you want to give him every single opportunity to get back on track. So you start him Saturday against Dallas. And all you're doing him is doing is putting him behind the eight ball. That's all you're doing. It made no sense. I said it Friday. I was outvoted for some reason. Four to one on Oilers Nation Radio. Don't start Campbell, you go with Skinner, play the hot hand. He's got a 944. And now you don't do it and you're screwing yourself for tomorrow unless Jack Campbell has a miraculous performance. You could have, and I'm not, Campbell's going to get things back on track at some point this season. It might not happen for a couple of weeks. Who knows? Maybe it does happen tomorrow against Tampa Bay. But you aren't putting him in the best spots to succeed. And that's the bottom line. I don't know. It's really frustrating because Campbell is a great guy. Again, when he gets this thing back on track, and I am very confident that that will happen, he'll have a run of 10 to 12 games where he's a 930 goalie, and we're chanting soup at Rogers' place, and he'll have this big grin, and everything will feel good. His redemption story will be fantastic. But the team isn't 
putting him in the right spot to succeed. And that's frustrating to me. Dangerous Wade says, I wonder if I'm enjoying being right about this. I'm not because it's frustrating. I would have loved for Jack Campbell to go pitch a 36 save shutout or give up one goal on Saturday at Dallas. And I would have sat here and been like, what do I know? But it's annoying. I don't know. It's just, I don't get it. Uh, let's bring in Liam because now I'm all rattled. I don't enjoy having to sit here and shit on them for their decision making between the pipes. But it was just such a, I just, it looked like such a clear cut choice of what you should have done. And it didn't go that way. Do you blame Campbell at all for Saturday? Or is that just a game where the team didn't show up and maybe I'm making it too big of a deal out of this? Uh, I think it's a bit of both, really. I mean, at the end of the day, five, what was it, six goals went in and some of those are going to be on the goalie, but also the team's going to play better in front of him. But we're eight starts in now for Campbell and it feels like every single time we come on this show, we say we're like, well, this one wasn't his fault. This one wasn't his fault. Eventually, you just got to become a bit more consistent and make some big saves for this team when they really need him. And I'm with you on the decision of of starting him on Saturday. Maybe wasn't the best idea. I was one of those four votes for Campbell on this Nation Radio. But I, I was on the, the edge of my seat. I was a little a little 50-50. But I think my belief is, belief is just Campbell is a good goalie. Skinner's a good goalie. They do have a really good tandem, but we saw it last year with Smith, Smith and Koskinen. Like sometimes, you just got to ride the hot hand for a few games until they get cold. Like there was that whole thing last season with Koskinen, where it's like the media made up this whole like I get cold, I get cold after so many games, and it's like, well, maybe that's what we just need to find out with Skinner and Campbell. Is like, is Skinner's hot hand? How long can you stretch it out for? Like the point of hockey is to to win the game. Like the other, you need to get as high as you can in these seedings, yep. so you don't end up having to go and playing Calgary for seven games, for example, or if LA or whoever it is, like the Oilers need to get up the standings. And I understand it's early in the season, but at the end of the season, when it's February, March time, two points still count the same as they do in October. They just got to start winning some games at a consistent rate against good teams. And I know they just had five in a row, but they've just had a pretty disappointing performance against a good playoff team. Yeah. And, and there's no team that this Oilers group can't beat. I mean, we talk about a lot of betting on this show, there will be you'll probably be able to count on one hand the amount of times the Oilers will be underdogs this year on the betting market because they're good they're legit they went to the final four last year and things aren't going great right now you've lost back to back I just feel like they could have put themselves in a bit of a better spot on Saturday and it didn't break that way whatever we we now we'll we talk see, about know, it with Holloway tonight. a little bit right with like Holloway is yep. like if he went to Bakersfield it would help him get confidence if you play Campbell against weaker opponents it'll help him get confidence his whole game is about confidence that's what guys yep. need and he's just putting guys in the right spot to succeed and unfortunately I think a couple of times we've seen that this season even in these last two games with the the Nima line impairing going on for that seven seconds and they concede the goal and now the Campbell star it's just you just want to see a bit more consistency from the coaching staff too it's not just all on the players yeah, and, and I think that's that's a good point as well. Back-to-back um, -back losses for the Oilers. They'll be looking to snap out of it tonight against the Washington Capitals. We'll uh, have all your pregame notes. I got some stats. We got line combos, all that good stuff. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But for now, let's uh, hit the road and head down to Bakersfield. Excited for this, making his Oilers Nation everyday debut is Ryan Holt, the play-by-play voice of the Condors. Ryan, how's it going, man? I'm great, Tyler. How are you? Oh, doing fantastic. Uh, my co-host producer, Liam, was just talking about Dylan Holloway. And that's where I want to start with our conversation here today. He's playing down on the fourth line for the most part. He's on most nights playing the least of any Oilers skater in the game. A lot of people are saying, ah, maybe you put him down in Bakersfield for a little bit and let him just keep getting some experience at the pro level, playing 20, mu- 20 plus minutes a night. The flip side of that conversation is, Someone would have to come up. Someone's got to take his spot in the lineup. So where I want to start with you is, is there anyone down with the Condors right now who's just off to a flying start who you look at and go, they might be a decent little fourth line option for the next few weeks up with the big club? Yeah, those uh, those decisions are way above my pay grade. Um, yeah. I'll start with that one. Uh, and I know there's, you know, obviously salary cap, uh, you know, tightness up in Edmonton as well, too, that, that kind of affects things. But uh, I, I think it's been a good start for, for the Condors. Uh, Three-game winning streak here uh, last week. Uh, beat San Diego, beat a home-and-home home against a, a Henderson team that's scuffled a little bit out of the gate, but still a good uh, back-to-back uh, series win over Henderson. So uh, when you look at individual performances, Xavier Borgo, I think, has you know turned some heads here early on. He's been playing with, with Brad Malone here in the early going and Clem Costin. Costin's another guy who's had a nice start to the season. Um, you know, numbers wise, you may look at it and go, well, we're the box cars. But uh, I think when you look at the games itself, I think he's had a nice start to the year. And then you look at, you know, what Seth Griffith has done. And, and finally, he was able to break out on Saturday. Uh, you know, he's been, uh, you know, a leading scorer for this team for the last couple of years, uh, kind of on the, the elder statesman side of things. But, you know, a guy who is consistent and, you know, had really found his game here. Uh, over the weekend. So I, I think there's been balance. The decor has really chipped in offensively with Michael Kessering and Phil Kemp of late. James Hamlin's had a nice start. And uh, I think, you know, it's been a balanced start to the season for the Condors. So I don't know if you look at one person, but, you know, as Jay Woodcroft has always mentioned, even dating back to his time in Bakersfield was, you know, what ingredients are you looking for, you know, at the next level? And if it is a fourth line guy, you know, do you play a guy in a different role when he does get called up? So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what what happens, but you know, like I said, it's uh, you know it's above my pay grade, but happy to have whoever's uh, here. Yeah, and I do also wonder a little bit if maybe Tyler Benson's health plays into Holloway's future, but uh, that is above both of our pay grades. Uh, <laughs> let I want to talk a little bit more about Xavier Borgo, and you look at those box cars, three goals, three assists, and in, in nine games played, what's he been doing well? Because just by looking at that stat line, it seems like he's adapting to the pro game pretty quickly. 
Yeah, I talked to Xavier uh, on Wednesday, in fact, kind of about the start. And he kind of talked about how it was a, a strange offseason for him because he didn't really have much of an offseason between, you know, finishing up at the Memorial Cup and then going right into training camp, right into rookie camps, and then having to kind of get acclimated right away to, you know, the pro hockey lifestyle. I think playing with Brad Malone has really helped him. And uh, I think former players that have gone on to Edmonton have said that uh, about, you know, Bugsy and, and his ability to you know, play with guys down here at the AHL level and really groom them for an NHL role down the road, down the road. And uh, for Borgo, he kind of talked about playing against, you know, you're playing against men, you're playing against bigger, faster, stronger individuals. And and we always use the line down here, you know, you're, you're taking meal off the table for somebody, you know, you're not just playing against 16 and 17 year olds, you're playing against grown men who, you know, have jobs, have families, and this is a business. And I think Borgo's adapted nicely. Uh, his forechecking reminds me of a, a Yamamoto when he was here. Uh, his ability to kind of just find those dirty areas uh, on a forecheck. Uh, he's been on our top PK as well, too. And, you know, that's been a, a little bit of a work in progress here early on. But I like the fact that, you know, he's on the PK and he's getting those minutes because, you know, let's face it, when you get to the next level, there's only so many opportunities on the power play up in Edmonton. So if you're able to, you know, have that penalty kill tool down here in Bakersfield, it's only going to serve you well moving forward. So. Really like the way he's uh, progressed here early on. You know, we're only nine, ten games into the season, but you know he's uh, playing top line minutes and he's you know doing a heck of a job at doing that. Sticking with uh, young players here, one guy who isn't on that leaderboard quite yet for the Condors because he's only played in four games is Carter Savoy, uh, but yeah. he's popped home two in his first four games. What have been your first impressions of Savoy? Yeah, great, uh, great game for him on Saturday, and you know. Talk about Carter, he had been injured too, so it's kind of getting back up and in, into speed. Uh, you know, it's not easy when, when you've had a month, month and a half off, and you know, now you're trying to get back in, and a lot of guys have already had that month, month and a half, plus two weeks of regular season action. So uh, you get thrown in the fire and get three games in four nights, and uh, I thought Saturday he really, you know, impacted the hockey game, jumped up in the rush with Griffith. At a key moment in the hockey game, it was tied 1-1, and you know, the Condors were kind of up against it, just killed off a five on three. Uh, but we're able to turn that around, and that goal really sparked the momentum. Uh, the second goal as well, too, Demers takes it to the front of the net, Savoy stops on the puck and, you know, finds himself in a, in a good area, too. Uh, he's a goal scorer. You know, we know that going back to, you know, his days at the University of Denver. Uh, he's a guy who's been on the power play here in Bakersfield as well, too. So uh, if he can continue to grow, you know, and much like a Borgo, you know, we're going to need these guys here in Bakersfield this year to step up and kind of take a, an early rookie step and, if those two can come to the forefront and, and chip in, you know, 15 to 20 this year, I think it's a really solid Condors team that gets really better as this year goes on. Uh, just quickly, until we get into a few other things, we got some listener questions as well. Any update on sure. Philip Broberg? Do we know what's going on with his health? Yeah, so he's skating. Um, so he should, uh, you know, anytime you're skating, I think you're you're close, uh, I guess, if you will. And, uh, you know, I think early on in the year, it's uh, you know kind of a day-to-day -day situation, but he is skating and, you know, David Peltier from the Oilers are down here, is down here working with, with, uh, with the guys as well, too, on edge work and things like that, because we only have two games on the weekend. So uh, Broberg's skating. So, uh, you know, look for him, uh, I think, you know, sooner rather than later. It's not a, a long-term type of thing. We got two listeners asking the same question. Joey and the Canada want to know who's been the most pleasant surprise for you so far this season in the Condors lineup. 
uh, I'll use the word surprise just because it was the, the player that Keith Gretzky pointed out to me before the season because, you know, they all go up to Edmonton and, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm just lonely down here waiting for everyone to get back to Bakersfield and, you know, kind of asked uh, Keith, you know, who kind of impressed you at rookie camp, who impressed you at, at training camp. He said Michael Kesselring right off the hop. Um, and, and for Kesselring to take that step is, is huge for him. This is his third year. Um, you know, second full season with the Condors, but he had the COVID year as well, too. So it, it's a big year for him. Uh, the points are, are there right now. Obviously, he leads the, uh, the league in D scoring right now in terms of goals. So, you know, that's a positive. But I think defensively is where you're seeing, you know, the maturation of Michael Kesselring. That's what's going to get him to the next level. He's long. He's rangy. He skates like the wind. Can he have that little physicality mean streak to him? I'm not saying he has to fight every night, but he did fight the other night against Jermaine Lowen. You know, it kind of shows that edge a little bit for him. And him and Phil Kemp have really taken a nice step on the back end, along with DeHarnay, who's coming back healthy. So it's a it's going to be a really solid decor once it does get fully intact. And uh, before I let you go, as the play-by-play voice of the University of Alberta Golden Bears, I cannot let you leave without asking about my guy Noah Philp. How's he looked as a Condor? Yeah. Yeah, he's been uh, another, and I'll put him in the, you know, pleasant surprise category. You know, he's a guy who, you know, started early on on kind of the energy line, the fourth line, the checking line. He's carved out a nice little role right now with James Hamlin and Matias Janmark. And again, we, when you look at the lines right now for the Condors, there's kind of a vet feel to every line. And you look at the NHL games played of some of these guys like Malone, Janmark, Demers, I mean, Griffith, the list goes on and on. And through osmosis, they're kind of, you know, helping along the younger guys. And Noah had, you know, two goals this past week. Um, you know, does a great job for checking. I think it's his calling card as well, too. Kills penalties. Uh, he's uh, been a nice surprise here early on. If, again, if he turns into a, a solid option for this Condors team, it's just, you know, adding gravy to it because, uh, you know, it's been a good, good run of prospects here in Bakersfield. And hopefully he's part of the next wave as well. I love that when you're describing a lot of these guys, it's things like versatility, hardworking, and the penalty killing aspect, because you even made the point, like you can be the top six guy in Bakersfield and getting three, four minutes a night on the power play. But it seems like, is that like an organizational kind of message? Like, hey, if you're going to be down here and succeed with the Condors, you need to work hard, you need to forecheck hard, you need to kill penalties and touch every aspect of the game. I, I think so because, you know, and I kind of mentioned it, but when you get to the NHL, you're, you're not going to be on the power play. <laughs> I mean, you're not taking Connor's minutes. You're not taking Leon's minutes. You know, th- that's kind of established and they're not going anywhere. And that's not a problem, but you have to find ways to get minutes. And if you can become a PK guy, we saw it a little bit too here in Bakersfield. And, you know, I know he's been a tweener for the last couple of years, but with Tyler Benson, you know, Benson exclusively for his first year, never killed penalties. And the last year or so, you know, he wanted to know what he could do to get to the next level. What can I do to improve my game? And that was a focus of his, you know, going into last year and coming out of the COVID year and, you know, something that he still works on as well. So I think you're seeing it with a lot of guys. And, yeah, you have to be versatile. You have to be able to play in all situations. And what better way to do it than here in Bakersfield where there's opportunity, you know, abounding at all levels. Off the top of your head, do you know when your first trip up to Calgary is? I do. It's in January. Uh, we come kind of in the same month. We're like early January and then early February. So we do have an off day up there. I'll need some uh, some recommendations on some food from everybody up there. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, we, we hit Abbotsford too coming up uh, at the end of this month. So uh, we'll be making a couple trips up to Canada. Yeah, coming up to Canada in January, right in the prime of the weather, leaving that warm, warm Bakersfield. <laughs> it's already, it's already it. warm, isn't it? No. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, appreciate your time, Ryan, as always. And uh, we'll have to catch up before that trip to January. Trip in January, we'll get you some restaurant recommendations. Absolutely, Tyler. I appreciate the time. Perfect. There you go. That's Condor's play-by-play voice, Ryan Holt, joining us on Oilers Nation every day. Always a great time catching up with Holty. You can follow him on Twitter at Condor's Holty. Stay up to date with everything going on with the Oilers Farm Club in Bakersfield. It'll be interesting to see. I, I do think ultimately, not that I have inside info, just my guess, Benson's been skating with the team. Apparently, he's still not quite close yet. But as soon as Benson's ready, I think we might see some Holloway news. Although I will say, I think he looked really, really good with uh, with McDavid the other day. And I was kind of hoping, and this is a nice transition into the Oilers lineup for tonight against the Washington Capitals. I was hoping we'd see maybe a Holloway look in, uh, in, in the top six, top line next to Connor McDavid. I think that would have been a pretty decent fit. Uh, here's how the Oilers are going to line up tonight against Washington via our very own Jason Greger. Uh, McDavid with Pugliarvi and Nugent Hopkins. So JP going back to the top line. Uh, I, I don't hate the look of that trio there. Second line is going to be Dreisaitl with Hyman and Evander Kane. Ryan McLeod with Warren Fogle and Derek Ryan. Even that one there. I would have liked uh, Derek Ryan scored in back-to-back games. So I get it to an extent. I would have maybe either kept Ryan with Holloway and Shore because that trio is scoring at least. Or I would have gone with Holloway on that third line just to play him with a bit more skill. Uh, But the fourth line for the Oilers is going to be Devin Shore with Holloway and Yamamoto. So probably the most significant part of this is that Yamamoto's been demoted to the fourth line. We'll see for how long, but he's a guy who's really got to get the offense going for this Oilers team. Uh, the blue line tonight, we are expected to see Nima Linen draw out in for Ryan Murray. He'll come out for Ryan Murray. So uh, again, I, I thought they maybe should have done that Saturday with back-to-back games. I think it makes sense that you split it up and don't play either Murray or Nima Linen on both of the back-to-backs. Long road trip coming up. Keep everyone fresh, so Murray and Barry is going to be the third pairing. Everything else stays the same on the Oilers' blue line, and Stuart Skinner is going to be the starting goalie for the team as well. For the Washington Capitals, they are just beyond banged up right now. They are very, very injured. Uh, They're missing Dimitri Orlov might be back tonight, but John Carlson, IR, TJ Oshie, IR, Connor Brown out for the season, Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom, Carl Hagelin. Like, when you just count up the the top six wingers there, or the top six players they're missing, Backstrom, Wilson, Brown, and Oshie. That, that's significant. Uh, Samantha Pell, our friend, the reporter out in Washington, says Nicholas Obey-Kubel is expected to make his uh, Caps debut tonight. Milano's going to stay in the lineup as well. Obey-Kubel, they got off waivers from the Leafs over the weekend. Orlov is a game-time decision. Like I said, John Carlson not playing. So for the Caps, it's going to go Kuznetsov, Ovi, and Connor Sherry. Dylan Strom with Sonny Milano and Marcus Johansson. Eller with Connor McMichael and Anthony Manta. Nick Dowd with Obey Kubel and Garnet Hathaway. The blue line, if Orlov plays, it's on the top pairing with Van Riemsdyk. Martin Faravy with Nick Jensen. Eric Gustafson, the one-time Oilers draft pick, with Matt Irwin as well. So there you go. That's how the Caps are lining up for this evening's game. Uh, to wrap up today's show, let's get to our betting report. Bringing our guy Liam, courtesy of Betway. Liam, how'd Friday go? How'd the weekend go? Not ideal. Obviously, whenever the Oilers lose and you bet heavily on the Oilers on every bet you make, it yeah. typically doesn't go great. So I'm tonight we're going right though. back to betting. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I but hit. tonight we're going right back to betting heavily on the Oilers, obviously. So, uh, McDavid, 500 games tonight. I think he'll probably chip in with point or two maybe. So I'm just going to go with the over there. I'm like playing it somewhat safe with that one. And then the other one, the Donnell Nurse point. 
He's on a three-game streak. You got to give him credit where credit was credit. Whatever the saying is, to give him my words. Credit where credit is due. Credit where credit is due. Donnell Nurse earns it three games in a row with a point. I honestly didn't like a ton of what I'm seeing at the moment. Like the Caps are kind of a weird team to read. Like you named all those injuries and like they just lost to Arizona. But again, they still have guys like Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and those kind of guys who can really chip in. So we'll go with these two tonight. I do think McDavid could probably get a goal too, just to mark the occasion. So yeah, what do you have? Anything else? Oh, I'm not stopping the Hyman shot prop till he misses it. I mean, it's still set at plus 110. I think the value is tremendous. This guy's hit it in seven straight games, and he's had five plus in three of those games. It was one of my daily face-off best bets tonight as well. Um, the Zach Hyman shot prop. I just, I'm hammering it until you can't hammer it anymore. Uh, so I'm taking that tonight. I don't hate the McDavid one, but I am leaning. I think the Oilers win this hockey game. I, may, I failed to mention this off uh, or during the Washington lineup report. But Charlie Lindgren getting the start for the Capitals, that's a big break. He's allowed three goals in every game that he's played in so far this season. Um, but the Capitals, they aren't good at five-on-five. Five. Their special teams is pretty much league average. They're like 14th and 16th in PK and power play percentages. This Caps team isn't that good. The Oilers, I think they're kind of due for a victory and a good game here tonight. So I like taking them at plus 150 on the puck line. So my two plays tonight are Oilers on the puck line and the Zach Hyman shot prop, both paying out plus money as well. I did like the uh, the puck line. I was looking at that one too. What are they on the money line? Yeah. Minus one fifty or something, right? Something around that. Yeah, not great value there. Not um, great. But anyways, yeah, yeah I uh, I do like the puck line. I like Hyman. My other two plays for the NHL tonight. I'm up money in November as well, which is a good sign. I'm taking the Vladimir Tarasenko shot prop for the Blues, and I'm taking Patrice Bergeron to pick up an assist in that game. It's quiet night around the NHL. Not mm. a ton going on. Just three games on the National Hockey League slate. The Blues looking to snap out of their losing streak against Boston, and Calgary is out on Long Island as well. Uh, Frog Prince says, if the Oilers lose, Tyler riots. Yeah, I, and I do sound frustrated. That game on Saturday was incredibly frustrating, um, and we'll get into a few more comments here. Shout out to our friends at Betway for the betting report. As always, 19+, plus, please play responsibly. Uh, I think I'm going to do a watch-along for this evening's game, so you can look for that on, if you can't tell, I'm a little congested, but I think I'll be fine by this evening, so it'll be all good. Uh, I think I'm going to do a watch-along for the game tonight. It's a big one for a couple of reasons. Oilers looking to snap out of a two-game losing streak, and it's Connor McDavid's 500th career NHL game. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a... You don't need me to say this. What a start to his career. 722 points in his first five, 499 career games. That's one of the best paces to start a career amongst any player in NHL history. He is 232nd all-time. Liam, I asked Frank this question on the DFO Rundown and Daily Faceoff Live. He's at 722 in his first 500 games. How many will he be at by game 1,000? So he's, sorry, he said he's at 722 through 500. Yeah. So, so how many will he be at by 1,000? Oh, boy. Let's, uh, what, do you, well, what do you think? Give me a clue. So if you go off points per game, I think his points per game could actually see a bit of an uptick. 1,500 mm -hmm. points in 1,000 games feels like a good number, but again... But I think we're just going to get a couple of insane seasons from this guy. So I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say he is at 1550 by the time he's at a thousand career games. 
Okay, I was thinking around 15.30, so we're in the same ballpark. I mean, like, yeah. the sky's the limit. This guy, I, would anybody be shocked if mm-hmm. one day he just was, oh, I just got 200 points in a season? Maybe that's a bit extreme, but I mean, he's also Connor McDavid. Like, this man is, the sky's the limit. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I uh, I was looking at the NHL all-time scoring leaders, so he's 232nd right now. Uh, he just passed Peter Nedved the other day. We were talking mm-hmm. about that on the show. If he gets up to 1,500... I'll assume Crosby and Ovechkin both get there as well, obviously. Like, they will. They, they're both, like, 80-some mm-hmm. points away, 70-some points away. If Crosby and Ovechkin are both still ahead of him, uh, 1,500 points would put him 17th in the NHL. If he can get to 1,550, it would put him up to 14th all-time in NHL scoring. 1,600 right now would have him in the top 10, but again, Crosby and Ovechkin probably throw that number off a little bit. Um, and at that point, to pass Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey's third all-time in Oilers scoring, 1531, or points by a player who was an Oiler at some point. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I think I think 1550 is a good number, though, in 1,000 games. Rusty says maybe 1,600, yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, my question for you, what's your favorite McDavid goal? He has so many. Like I feel like there's a lot of obvious ones, but was there a moment when you were at Roger's place and you were like, okay, that, that was the one? Because my mine's Game 7 Kings, and I know it wasn't the most spectacular goal, but like the moment was just incredible, and obviously there's a bunch of other ones that were better than that, but just the whole picture of it was it was unbelievable, something I'll never forget, to be honest. Yeah, for, from a personal perspective, for the goal against the Rangers, which is his nicest goal ever, I was like row six behind that net and I saw him like just cut through the D-men perfectly and then everyone in front of me stood up so fast. I didn't even see the goal go in, but the building was just rocking. There was a couple of nation citizens behind me too that were like grabbing me. Like no one could believe it. Everyone was just looking at each other. That one's crazy, but I think I agree. Like the game seven... The Game 7 goal, I was there as well, so were you. Uh, We both have still not financially recovered from attending that hockey Mm -hmm. game, but that's okay. Uh, But it was worth it. Like, Yeah, never will. Uh, That's (laughs) why we're doing this show now, is because we needed the extra coin. Uh, (laughs) But again, that goal, just in the moment, Rogers' place, that's that's an all-timer. The the game winner Mm. against Calgary, Game 5 as well in OT, but there's something about Game 7, right? That's just a totally different level, and he was so good in that hockey game, then he scores that big goal, so... Yeah, the top three is pretty defined at this point. It's the Rangers goal. It's the Kings goal. It's the Flames OT winner to win the BOA. Whatever order you put them in, I honestly don't think matters. And I will say, I bet you none of those three, maybe the Calgary one stays in like his top five by the end of his career, but he'll he'll have some more at some point. That'll be just insane. Definitely, because there's even like the Columbus one when he came back. When yeah, he was that injured, one's in the top right? five like, for sure. That was crazy. What was it? The Winni- there was a Winnipeg one too in there, I think. It was just... Like you said, this guy is just going to keep making memories for everyone. And thankfully, we've had 500 games. Here's to hopefully more than 500 more. Just keep going, Connor. Yes, absolutely. Game 500 for Connor McDavid as the Oilers look to snap out of a two-game losing streak. This has been another Sherwood Ford giant game day edition. Oh, Liam, we didn't do keys to the game. We didn't do our keys to the game. What are you thinking tonight? I'm going to just simply light up Charlie Lindgren. He's not that good. This Caps team isn't that good at five on five. You should, and they're banged up. You should just be able to hammer them, dominate this hockey game. I'm fully expecting it. Light up Lindgren is my key. What's yours? Just be mean, be aggressive, but be mean and aggressive with the puck. Just fire, break the net. They broke Jack Campbell's glove on Saturday. 
break Washington's net tonight. Just rip pucks through it all night. That's they got to get some momentum back. So let's do that tonight. Yep. Start the road. Start the road trip on a high note. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford at the Giant. Also, Sports Closet Studio. Beautiful Hyman jersey. Maybe he has a big night tonight. Hoodie, hat, all everything you need to rep the Oilers Sports Closet.ca. I'll be back tonight on this channel for a little live watch along as well. So tune in for that. And yeah, we'll talk to you then. Enjoy the game tonight. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.